Hallelujah. Can you take a seat? This is our month of sacrifice. Someone say sacrifice. Always remember that sacrifice brings about power. Amen. And in sacrifice, the dynamics in sacrifice is that you must lose something and go through a pain in order to receive gain and pleasure. Amen. Somebody say losing and going through the pain brings about gain and pleasure. In 3 John 2, Scripture says, I wish above all things that you will prosper. So God wants you to prosper. And be in good health even as your soul prospers. Amen. And to prosper means to have the help of God. May you have the help of God. Because it's only God who can give you an advancement in life. The Bible says that except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. And because God wants us to advance, he has told us to do something in order to have the advancement and for our prayers to be answered. So in John 15, 16, the Bible says, you did not choose me. Jesus was speaking and said, you didn't choose me, John 15, 16, but I chose you and I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Amen? Tell someone to be a fruit-bearing Christian. One of the primary signs that shows that something is mature, the tree is matured, is when the tree starts bearing fruit. And so, any tree that does not bear fruit means either it's a sick or it's immature. Spiritually too, a practical sign that shows that this is a mature Christian is when the person bears fruit. So you can be in church for 10 years, 20 years, any number of years. If you are not bearing fruit, it means that you are still a baby Christian. You, you are still a kind of Christian. You are an immature Christian. You can give, you can arrogate all kinds of reasons for that, but the thing is that maturity always goes with bearing of fruit. So may you bear fruit. You didn't hear me, I said, may you bear fruit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8, Peter enumerates certain things that we need to do in order to sacrifice that we can bear fruit. So he said, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. I think it's good to read this scripture because we'll be reading all this. One to everybody. And beside this, Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. And then he says, if these things be in you, if these qualities, faith all the way up to love, if they be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. May you not be barren, but may you be fruitful. Which means that these ingredients must be in you. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 61, 3, that we are the planting of the Lord, the trees of righteousness. And a tree does well when it has got adequate fertilizers. Amen. So these are spiritual fertilizers. So I'm, I'm continuing my message on spiritual fertilizers. What are the spiritual fertilizers that we need to inculcate into our lives or the spiritual vitamins that will help us to be able to, you know, do well? Amen? So, the first vitamin is, the first vitamin is faith. Someone say faith. But here it says that giving all diligence, so it means that there must be diligence in applying these things. And they are, they move from, they are progressive. Someone say progressive. Good. So we must be diligent. The word diligence, we said, is what? Hard work. Someone say hard work. That means that you must have apply a lot of hard work in order to be able to build up your Christian life. Take your Christian life as a business. If anybody has a business and he doesn't put in hard work, he doesn't progress. Amen? So never think that your Christian life will grow up automatically and you'll be fruitful automatically. Trees don't become fruitful automatically. The farmers consciously do something to the trees. Are you getting me? 
In the same way too, you will not bear fruit automatically and you will not do well automatically until you go the extra mile in doing some things. So that's why I say giving all diligence. Someone say giving all diligence. Add to your faith. Someone say add to your faith. So giving all diligence means there must be commitment. Someone say commitment. And there must be consistency. Amen. Commitment means here you must be you must be dedicated. Then you must be consistent in whatever you are doing. And you must be confident about what you are doing. Hallelujah. Okay. The Bible say, already even says in, even though we are saved by faith, Philippians 2.12 says that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Tell somebody, work it out. Remember that if you don't work out, you don't build up muscles. <laughs> and if you don't work out spiritually, you don't build up. Amen. So if you want to build up spiritually, you need to work out. Hallelujah. And what are the things that we have to diligently build? In fact, before we get in there, in Proverbs 22, 29, we read and said that, Do you see a man that is diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. May you stand before kings. And not before mean men. Amen. That means that you'll be distinguished. In order, before you become distinguished, you would have to be diligent in your business. It is people who are diligent in their business, diligent in studies, diligent in whatever they do. They are the ones who excel. We learned that we have to be diligent, number one, in our preaching of the gospel. Because Romans 1.16 says that, I'm not afraid of the gospel of Christ, or I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 1 Thessalonians 2.9 says that we labor night and day and we preach a gospel unto you. Hallelujah. In John 15.8, Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So God wants us to bear fruit. Do we bear fruit once in a month, once in a year? No. Acts 2.47 says that, and the Lord added to the church daily. Someone say daily. That means that Winning of souls must become a lifestyle for you. Every opportunity you have, you sit in the trotter, you sit in taxi at your workplace, every opportunity you have, you must share Christ with people and win them unto the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen. Number two, you must be diligent in prayer. Someone say prayer. Colossians 4.12, Bible says that Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant, always laboring fervently for you in prayer. Always laboring fervently for you. You must understand that prayer is work. Amen? Prayer is work. And you, when you are praying, sometimes you get tired. You get tired. You feel some pain, some things. It is prayer. And uh, if you don't work, you don't get results. So if you don't work in prayer, you don't get results. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. And may, there are many lazy Christians who are always now looking up to some pastors to pray for them. Some prophets gave, pray for them. So they're always going for consultancies. Where you go for the consultancy, don't they also consult? So why don't you consult the consultant direct? Amen? If the source is there, and the Bible says, he said, God said, call unto me, I will hear you and I will answer you. Why do you go for consultations? So you know, there's a lazy Christians who are now putting their responsibility on other people. The work of the pastor is that he must teach you the word of God and you must act and live the word of God. Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give unto you pastors who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. So you must be diligent in prayer yourself. And we read from Hebrews 5.7 that even Jesus Christ himself, the Bible says that in the days of his flesh, he prayed with strong crying and tears. If Jesus prayed with strong crying and tears, then you must be diligent in praying. Be serious. That's why when it's prayer time, you don't look around. You don't think about your, your facials. I've done all kinds of things. My, my face level and coating or whatever, sweat to wipe it away. Let your sweat wipe it away and let wipe away your shame and your pain and your problems and let blessings come to your life. <laughs> yeah. Amen. You want to look good and look for me. I don't even want to open my mouth. Who told you? Some things are about to eat you up. You don't shout. Amen. If something is about to eat you up, don't you shout for help? And so we need to shout in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The next thing 
Third thing is that we must be diligent in Bible studies. Someone say be diligent in Bible studies. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Paul, Paul said, Study to show yourself approved unto God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Tell somebody study. Study is not just reading two minutes. Studying involves researching. Amen. And we are disciples of Jesus. Who is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of students. And the main work of students is that they learn, they research. Amen. And if Jesus, Jesus himself took the Bible and quoted from the Bible, then you must quote from the Bible. You must know the Bible. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed. That is why we have instituted a two, two ten, I mean, uh, program. Amen. Two hours prayer, ten chapters of the Bible every day. You didn't say amen. How many of us have done our two ten today? Hallelujah. Two, ten, two, two hours prayer, ten chapters of the Bible. Powerful. Clap for him. How many? You, you've done it also? Okay, two hours. Two hours prayer, five chapters. Two hours prayer. No. How many have done one hour prayer, five chapters? One hour prayer, five chapters. 30 minutes prayer. So, so, so you, you, see, you see how we don't read the Bible? We don't read the Bible. Okay, how many have done 15 minutes prayer? Half a chapter. <laughs> okay, may we, may we get into the word. Amen? Okay, so it's important. I told you that if you're going to write exams and you learn for only 10 minutes or 15 minutes, eh, you don't need a witch to help you to fail. No witch has to help you to fail. You know that you are on your way now. You will tombe. You will struggle to fail. Uh, and sometimes when you are failing exam, you rather swear to fail. Yeah. So if you want to be a real student of the word of God, you must learn the Bible yourself. Amen. You must read the Bible. Tell somebody read the Bible. Amen. Okay. Now he said, given given all diligence add to your faith tell somebody add to your faith oh say it again now faith is a foundation foundation element of the christian life faith is a first element that you must build diligently in your life so if you are going to do well in your christian life you must build faith tell your friend to build to build your christian life you must build your faith. Amen. You must build what? Faith. The Greek word for the word faith is pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S. And, and this word is used in the New Testament and it speaks of various things. Faith can be doctrinal. Doctrinal belief. You can find that in Romans 1.5. It, it can also be a spiritual gift. 1 Corinthians 13, 2. Faith can be an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22. And faith can be a practice, Mark eleven twenty two, 22, Hebrews 11. Amen. Now, in 2 Peter 1, 5, the Bible says that add to your faith. This faith here is referring to the practice of faith. Tell somebody, practice of faith. Uh-huh. Now, the journey of faith begins when you are born again until you see the Lord face to face. So it means that all about the Christian life is faith. Thomas said faith. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, the just shall live by faith. That's what the just shall live by faith. Sorry, we walk by faith. That's what we walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. So the Christian walks or lives by faith. Faith. Why he said we walk by faith was because that was a way of mobility at that time. In our day, we drive and we fly. Is that right? Okay. Now, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of, it operates in a realm of faith. Someone say realm of faith. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says, Now the judge shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So God wants you to walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. Are you the just? 
Anybody who has received Jesus Christ is justified. And I will say the judge shall live by faith. The judge shall live by faith. The judge shall live by faith. Now, in Hebrews 11, 6, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please what? God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God is displeased if you do not approach him with faith. He rewards you if you have prayed faith diligently. May you have prayed faith diligently. And it means that when you, you, you walk by faith, it is a faith, first of all, that gives you salvation. Faith gives you healing. Faith in God brings about deliverance. That's the reason why the three Hebrew boys were saved by faith. They had, they, they had faith in God. Daniel, even though he knew his life was in danger, he still went on to pray, even though they said anybody who wouldn't, I mean, uh, bow to the king's statue and will keep praying, will, 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 will get himself endangered. And yet, he went ahead. He trusted his God. Hallelujah. So, faith is very important. Now, how do you get faith? How do you walk in faith? Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say, somebody, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every life, you know, faith comes by what? Hearing. The woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that, you know, she said in her heart, if I shall but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. But what is it that caused the woman to go and touch the hem of the garment of Jesus? She had heard about Jesus. Is that not it? So, listen. Faith comes by hearing. So, first there must be hearing. The hearing of the Logos. The Logos is the written word. Is that right? So, as you read the word, or the word is spoken to you, that is the mere Logos. And then when you get the Logos, then inside of you, as you meditate on it, the word now will be speaking, will be talking. And so the word that talks and speaks to you now becomes a rhema. And it is the rhema that brings about the breakthroughs. So it means that without the word of God, there is not going to be any rhema. Rhema is spelled R-H-E-M-A. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word. And when you hear the word and it's deposited in your heart and the heart is the place of incubation or the place of productivity or fruitfulness, then the word will begin to speak to you. Amen? Maybe as, as you hear the word of God on, 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 on tithing and on giving, you hear the word give and it shall be given to you. Then as you hear the word, you, you, the word speaks to you that it is a good thing to give. So you act on it. And as you act on it, you will see that God also begins to bless you. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by your continual hearing. Is that right? And then as you are hearing and keep hearing, your faith is built up. In fact, those days when we have, used to have communism and co, they will put a person in a room and play a certain message. And as he keeps hearing and hearing and hearing, the person's mind changes and it affects his language and his lifestyle. In the same way too, when you keep hearing the word of God, it's going to affect your language and your lifestyle. That's why when you become a Christian, you see, when you become a Christian, you can live as a total unbeliever until you keep hearing the word of God and then acting on the word. So the more you hear the word of God, the more you hear something, the more you, you keep believing so faith comes by hearing, and it will affect your language. Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, what has entered your heart, the mouth will speak. And whatever you have, you've, you have heard, when you hear something that this guy is an armed robber, he's an armed robber, he's a thief, he's a bad person, it will affect your walk, your, your attitude towards him. Is that not it? Yeah. So the more you hear the word of God, it affects your lifestyle. That is why one, one, one man of God said, he said, this book, referring to the Bible, will keep you away from sin, and sin will also keep you away from the Bible. So you find out that when people are sinning, they don't go to the Bible. 
And when the Bible, yes, you, you, you ask them, when people are living their lives anyhow, you see, anytime people are sinning seriously, you realize that their interest in the word of God has gone down. They, they can even be coming to church to register themselves. I have been in church. Or they, they can, can be there. Or they can may even just read the Bible just, you know, because uh, I may be asked, have you read whatever? But not that they are reading for the word of God to enter their lives and to, for them to, the word of God to be a mirror. You see, you can have a mirror and you can look at your face, you can see your face in it and still ignore the fact that your face doesn't look nice. You haven't combed your hair well. Ignore it. So the word of God is supposed to be a mirror to your life. And if you take the word of God as a mirror to your life, the word of God now will tell you how you look like and how you should look like. And so you make the necessary adjustments. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. Amen. That is why in the Bible, like I told you, Abraham and Sarah, you know, they had Isaac in their old age by what? Faith. The woman who had issue of blood, he was, she was healed by faith. Many, many people were delivered by faith. Just about by faith. And I told you that faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith is expressed through your words. Faith is expressed through your words. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 to 10. The word is nigh in your mouth, even in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Then verse 9. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. May you confess Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Amen. So what the word confess means to say as it is. So if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. So, and the Bible says with the heart... We confess with the mouth we believe. With the heart, with, with, with the heart we believe, with the mouth we confess. With the heart we believe, with the mouth we confess. So what you believe is what you speak out. Amen? So it means that you cannot believe if nothing has entered your heart. And that's the reason why it's very important to intake the word. Tell somebody, intake the word. Okay. And in Hebrews eleven six, we read that without faith, it is he that cometh to God must believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. It means that to please God, you must have His word in your in your heart, and you must believe Him by it. And he that comes to Him must believe that He is Nyamitiasi. He is there, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Is that Anybody who is a seeker of God, the Lord will reward him. In fact, in 2 Corinthians, Second Chronicles 26, 5, the Bible says concerning King Azariah, as long as he sought the Lord, <laughs> the Lord made him to prosper. So as long as you seek the Lord, and this is in consonance with Ma Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. So, as you seek the Lord, the Lord will make you prosper. May the Lord make you to prosper. And because, you see, when you walk with the Lord in faith, it will now let you sacrifice your life and your time. Amen? Yeah, it will let you, you see, coming to service this evening, for instance, it's a, it must, it's a sacrifice for some people. Maybe your little resource, you have to take transportation. You probably are so tired. There are even other assignments and things, but you need to do that because you want to build up on your faith. Amen. And God is a rewarder. Whatever you are inputting into the work of God, God will reward you. May the Lord reward you. But if you don't believe that God is a rewarder, you will serve him half-assedly. You will serve him half and half. Those who serve God half and half, it shows that they don't, they don't really trust God. They trust their business more. The reason why you go to work early and you come to church late is because you trust your boss. 
and you believe your business more. Because you think, see, you think God hasn't got a mouth to question you. But he's been, he's been questioning you all the time. The only thing is that you may not hear his voice. But your conscience should tell you that, no, if I'd have, except for extreme situations, are you getting me? Except for extreme situations. And if you have got real regard for God, you, you have a high premium for him. You have high respect for him. High regard for him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Tell somebody God is. Say God day. And God will, God will honor you. Amen. So, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Now, add to your faith. What do you add to your faith? Oh, talk to me back. Add to your faith. Virtue. The word virtue in the Greek is arate. Harate. A-R-A-T-E. A-R-A-T-E. And the word harate. Are you there with me? Good. The word harate means excellence. Restoration. Moral excellence. To have moral excellence in your life. It means the quality of excellence. Joseph, you didn't write. I'm teaching you something very, very important things. You are not writing. Please, when you come, this church, I want you to write notes. Amen. So long as I'm your pastor, I want you to write notes. And learn. We are learning church. Add to your faith virtue. The word virtue means what? Quality of excellence. It means the excellence of God. It means having moral excellence in your life. Having moral excellence in your life. Or the excellent quality of Christian character. So all in it, you can hear the word excellence. Someone say excellence. And here you can see excel. Someone say excel. Uh-huh. Excel, 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 excel. If you are going to be a fruitful Christian, you must add virtue. It means that you must add moral excellence or moral purity. Someone say moral excellence, moral purity. Yeah. There are many people without fruits because of the love of the world. Their eyes are more on worldly things. They don't have the moral capacity to handle greater things. Many people are believing God for greater things. But even the little breakthroughs you have, you misuse it. You use it to sin, you use it to do the wrong things. Priorities are wrong. <laughs> the Bible says in second, second, 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Look at it, 1 John 2, 15 to 17. 1 John. 1 John 2, 15 to 17. ba 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 shaka ba 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. Let's read it together. One, two, everybody. Love not the world, neither the things that are... In fact, this is one scripture that everybody should know. The next time we come to church, by the grace of God, I will randomly ask certain people to tell me. Yeah, you must know. When you go to the, the Islamic, Makalanta... They, they recite the Quran. When you go to, I, I, I met some Jewish boys in, in, in Israel, you know, in 12 years, and all of them, some girl wanted to go and take pictures. I said, no, you can't take pictures. We have, there are people who have learned the Torah, general Genesis to Deuteronomy. They know everything. They know everything. So if this one scriptures you don't know, then it's a serious thing. Then why is your Christianity? Let's read together. Love not the world, Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So then you say, what is, the, what, is, what is the world that you are talking about? Verse 16. For all that is in the world, what are the things that is in the world? The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So what are the things that are in the world? The last of the flesh. So watch it. Last of the flesh. Hunam, Eloah. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody who was misbehaving. When the bishop asked him what he said, he said, Bishop, hello. 
Bishop Hiloe. Yeah. I met a guy, you know, I was following up on him, and uh, one day I, I was going to prayer work, 12 midnight, and then I saw this guy with another guy, and we're walking, and the guy was holding a bottle of beer or something, or some drink, and he just, and, and then this guy I was following up on, he didn't know I was, I was, I was following him. I was watching, and me, I can see in darkness. Uh, I have the cut eyes. So I was seeing, and, and then he collected the thing from the guy, and he lifted up, about to gulp it. Then I shouted his name. Um, he got scared. Because in that darkness, then, uh, then I just look at the guy, I realize that the flesh was at work. And this guy was going to Bible school. It's a Bible school. So you see, you can go to a Bible school, you can have a guide me. Anytime you see that I am going off, pull me out of it. Scold me. Hold my ear and twist my ear. And you, before you realize you have become a much better person. Amen. Amen. You see, I was a Christian. I mean, I got born again very early. But the kind of background, I, I used to I should, like those days, we had Wilson Pickett, James Brown, you know, all those things. And Michael Jackson, those, those days, Michael Jackson was just in the same days. You know, and the dancing, and so we used to go for. We practice dancing to go. So people, even though I'm born again and have some bangles and all those things, then one day then I realized that this is my born again. I am mixing, mixing. It's a mixture of fra born again. You know, it's a, it's a fra fra. Fra fra means it's a mix up. You mix. It's a good and well. You mix this. Up. So I went to one brother and said, Charlie, bro, from today I want to be close to you. You I can see that you have, you have advanced. I want to be close to you. I want to be there. And it changed my life. It was from there that I decided to attend Yes Camp. And when I attended Yes Camp, the teaching, it changed my life. And that was the beginning of my ministry. It's, it's a decision. You yourself, you see, don't fight anybody and say, somebody is judging you, somebody is this and this. You must rather be wise. in hell if you don't change about some things. And God has sent me as a servant to preach to you and to teach you some things so that we will change from some things. Can I have an amen? amen. So the Bible says all that is in the world. Say love not the world though. Love not the world. Watch your friends. Watch the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are the world. For all that is in the world are the things that are the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, whatever you see, I like this. And the world has been created in such a way that they have packaged things for you to begin to desire. When you go to the shopping malls, so long as you have got money, if you are not self-controlled, you will be buying. You will buy things that later you realize that you didn't need it. Yeah. So a lot of times when I am going for shopping, when I travel, I'm going for shopping, I do, I, first I don't put money on my... I don't put much money on myself. I put just a little, and I make sure that I'm going to investigate the things that I really want. Go here, 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 maybe I know my I'll do every kind of thing. So when I'm going, other things will be called. As I go and say, "This is come for me, come for me, come for me." I say, "I am not coming. I am not coming like that. Why? Why should I come? I'm not. I won't come because if I come for you, what I really have to get, I won't get." And that is what most of us, some of us, their shoes, the shoes, there are some of you who don't need them. There are some clothes you don't need them. And they are still stuck in your things. And you rejoice in them. Rejoice, rejoice. Oh, my shoes and clothes. Come on, pack them and give some out. And God will give you other things. Amen. Amen. The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and what? The pride of life. Do you know who I am? Do you know my father? Do you know my mother? Do you kind of school? Do you know the people that I work with? Do you know my connections? Do you know my friend? <laughs> Verse 17. What does it say? 17. And the world passes away. This world, it will pass away. And the last thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. May we do the will of God. May God help you to do the will of God. Can I have an Amen. So it's important to add virtue. Tell somebody, virtue. Hey, you have to have purity. Someone say, purity. Excellence. In Ecclesiastes 9.8, he says that, let your garments always be white. 
Let your garments always be white. Can you imagine white dress? And it has got plenty palm, palm, palm oil. You want to eat a ben kwai. When you are eating palm, when you are eating palm soup, we don't wear white shirt to wear, eat palm soup. Or else you must cover yourself because there's a great tendency that something can drop somewhere. Let the garments always be white and let your head not lack ointment. May you be full of oil. Amen. Be a person of integrity. Someone say integrity. So the moral, so when he says, add to your faith what? Excellent. What he's saying that add to your, yourself what? Integrity. Moral excellence. Amen. Excellence as a husband. Excellence as a wife. Excellence as a child. Excellence that whatever you are doing, you must add some quality to it. Amen. When you are dressing, dress with quality. You must dress nicely. When, if you are a singer, you must sing with quality. With nice dressing. Not with your breast popping out. Amen. You see some of our singers. You know, wonderful singers. They will be standing on some stage somewhere. And some of the things, they are singing for God, but they are dressing. Oh, so you don't know, you know, we don't know whether we should, the, we should look at the worldly something or we should look at the God, we should listen to the God part of the thing. Am I teaching something here? Yeah. There must be excellence. Excellence means that you must learn how to do household chores well. If you had here. You must know how to scrub. You must know how to wash plates well glasses well when you wash glasses we shouldn't see stains or whatever and drains or water watermarks there shouldn't be watermarks you use that to serve visitors you must clean the thing when you do you take the glass and you lift it there's there's no watermark in it he said oh it's clean it's clean but we are seeing watermark there's no excellence add to your faith what excellence because when you go to when you go to Kempinski and some of those hotels, don't you say when they take the glasses, it looks neat. If a server, when they, they bring you a glasses, don't leave, tell the person, take it. And they so they make sure when they dress the bed, they dress the bed, speak and smart. You when you dress the bed, look at the way you you have not learned how to lay bed. And yet you want to marry. You have not learned how even to speak well. You have gone to school, but your tenses and your grammar is some way. When we were sworn there, it's not excellence. And then you are speaking to shalabalaba, shalababa, shalababa. And say, I've gone for an interview. When was when was when we asked when we was went? Then they say, the interview, interviewers they, they, have, they want to hide their heads. You are a Christian, you are born again, but you see that you, when we was went, your armpits are smelling. You see, I see, it's as if I'm joking, but it's, I, I am preaching the Bible. It says, add to your faith what? Excellence, harate. That's the Greek. Excellence of quality. So when you are bathing, bathing is not throwing water on yourself. Bathing means bathing well. Buffing the corners of your life, your body, and getting rid of debt and everything that you must. Am I preaching somebody here? Ask, ask Eric. We went to, back to the toilet there, and I, I saw the door. I said, "This is not the door for springs of life uh, 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 toilets." He said, "It's a panel we can use." I said, "We won't use panel." We will use proper doors. This is a church of excellence. So we are removing because your toilet speaks for you. Because of toilet, somebody will not come to church. And because of toilet too, the person says, I, I like their toilet. And so if I come to church and I want to use the toilet, I am safe and secure. So we have to invest money. Somebody says, is it necessary? Yes, it's necessary to invest money to make sure that the toilet door is nice. That when it rains, Part of the roof, some of the water was draining, and the roof. I saw the tent. Said, "No, this cannot be excellence." So we are going to remove the 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 what they call it, 
that thing they put there, what's the name? Ceiling something. To add, put a new one, they're going to paint it nicely. And the new toilet will do, will do custom 21st century toilet that when you sit there, you will see that you can even take your meat pie there. You are, when you are eating, you are going. <laughs> yeah. With flowers in the toilet. Flowers in the toilet. Yeah. Flowers in the toilet. And the, the messages will be playing in the toilet. So when you go, those of you who are dodging the message, when you go there, the message will be too. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, yeah, air condition will be there. So when you go there, you don't sweat too much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But no, no, I'm talking seriously. Amen. So you must make sure that the toilet in your house is looking clean. So if somebody is running, somebody has a problem, and he has to pass your house, he says, if you have a me to me, Yeah. The person wanted to visit you, but he came in and he said, no, no, the toilet. So your, your toilet must look good. You didn't say amen. amen. Excellence. I, I, I'm, I, Peter mentioned it too. The chief apostle said that, add to your faith what? Add to your faith. So faith is the first foundation, but after you have laid the foundation, the next one is that, add to your faith what? Virtue. That means that excellence, moral excellence. Excellence in your studies. If you're a student, you should not be getting F's and E's. Are you getting me? No! It's unacceptable! With the Holy Ghost. Shabbat talaba, talaba daba. No. You must do well. You must be diligent in study. Put yourself under control. Sit down. Put your buttocks on the chair. And say, you, you enter my head. And Holy Spirit, help me. Areas of concentration. I must excel. Where is your Christian testimony? When you are failing examination. Where is your Christian testimony? In your area. But when you pass your exams... When you are doing well and you are preaching, people will know that we want to follow your God. Add to your faith virtue. Someone say virtue. Amen. Virtue is also talking about integrity. Someone say integrity. Yeah. Integrity. That means that your yes is yes, your no is no. You are a truthful person. Truthful. Trustworthy. Wunchachobo. Amen. If you're a housewife, you ask your husband 300 CDs for marketing and then uh, 30 CDs are car. Just be honest and say, honey, 30 CDs car here. Then mama needed it. That's why you, you, are, you are trustworthy. Don't say, oh, the money is eating, is eating, you are not being truthful. Amen. You are not being You are not being truthful. By the grace of God. A lot of times I just be there. I've left money in my pocket. The mommy will get up and say, Oh, you left this money. Have you forgotten? I don't quite. And we'll be taking the money all over. He said, Oh, there's money here. Sometimes, Oh, there's money here. I say, Hallelujah. <laughs> and sometimes I say, Okay, you found it. Take it. Amen. Trustworthy. It means that you can trust her that she's not going to take anything of yours. You must be trustworthy at your office. Do not take office property. Some of you, A4 sheets, now they are shove agamu. You take this, then you take them, then you say, in the name of you, you are speaking in tongues and all those. No, don't do that. If you need it, ask your superior. Please, I need some A4 sheets for some things. I need this and this and that. Don't steal. Don't steal. Am I preaching here? Don't steal. Don't steal. Don't be a thief. Bible says, thieves will not inherit the kingdom of God. You have not read the scripture. You see, because you have not read the scripture, you don't know these things. Some people say, oh, they lie. They say it's only political propaganda. And then when they sleep with their business partners, they say it's only customer care. Or they sleep with people, say customer care. What is customer care in this for promotion? What a shock. Am I preaching here? Yeah. Customer care. Eh. Hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Tessa would be a person of integrity. Amen. Integrity means you are well integrated. You are together. Don't inflate invoices. Yeah. Yeah, inflate invoices. You bought fuel, 200 CDs. You say it is 500. 
don't inflate. Or you go and buy something, say, well, say okay, let's, let's agree. Let's agree. You make it this uh, price. Then you take the invoice there. That money you are taking, it won't be anything for you. I didn't have an amen. You think the Bible is only, praise that the Lord do this for you. Amen. Well, Peter says, out your faith, virtue. So I'm preaching on virtue. Am I preaching here? Yeah. And then it also means that don't be involved in deceits. Don't be deceiving people. Some of you, you propose to three people at a go, three girls. You love, every girl you see, you love them. I'm interested in you. No, 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 no. Love one at a go. If, if it doesn't work. Don't, 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 and don't let, just don't stay up love. Amen. If you know you don't like the person, don't go and stay. Go and eat the person's food and everything. The person is hoping and something and then meanwhile your eye is somewhere else. It's deception. You know? And sometimes when you do some of those things, it makes people, you know, lose their faith and lose their faith. And they won't come to church. And they say, maybe the pastors of church has done the Church has done another. You are the one who broke their heart. And when you collect people's money, also pay. Sometimes church people collect somebody else's money. When they collect their money and it's time to pay their money, they even go and say that, brother, it's time to pay the money, but the money is not yet ready. They see the person, they don't mind the person. It's like the person doesn't exist. And the person is okay. It's angry. And me say, what do I do? And all those things. Some out of anger even leave church. The out of anger leave church. So be a person of integrity. I didn't have an amen. And maybe my advice is that when somebody asks you for big money, don't give all the big money. Give the little that you can. Let the person go to about 10 people. So if the person is 100 CDs and you, don't, you know you need your 100 CDs, you give your 10 CDs or 20 CDs, he goes, he goes to another person. Five people or 10 people, 10 CDs, 10 CDs, 10 CDs. The person... Yeah. Yeah, because maybe you really need your 100 CDs. Eh? You need 100 CDs. And because of that, you have a problem. The person also have a problem. And then, you know... Christian relationship, everything goes bad. Amen. Or else, and when you are given rights now, things, let there be paper. Let there be signing. Paper, no lie. Amen. He said, don't you trust me, we trust you, but there's forgetfulness. Amen. There's forgetfulness. It's true. There's forgetfulness. Not that you are a bad person or he, the other person is a bad person, but it's just because sometimes there are too many things on your mind that you would have forgotten how much money you collected. After your temperature has cooled down, you forgot. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So, so write it. I'm saying this because one day, a certain somebody in the church many years back, he used to live close to me. His, brother, his cousin gave him, I think, about $3,000 or so. He claimed the cousin gave him $3,000. The cousin claimed he gave him $5,000. And so it became a problem. And the guy was living next to me. And early morning, before 6 o'clock, I had my name being shouted. I want to see pastor. I want to see the guy. Was, I want to see, but the guy was also say, you can't see pastor now. I want to see pastor. I can't see. So people were thinking that, say, I want my money. I want to see pastor. I want my money. I want to. Meanwhile, I haven't gone to collect anything. So neighbors will think that I have gone to collect the money and the guy had come to him to bring him to my house. He was staying next to me. And where we're staying, the little noise, everybody hears. So I said, I'm pastor. So I said, you for four dollars. Meanwhile, I had done nothing. And when you are doing your business, you didn't consult the pastor. When there's a problem, you bring it to the pastor. And that's why we want you to sign it. Let's work with integrity. So I say integrity. Will you want to give the Lord a hand? So tell somebody, uh, and tell somebody, walk in purity. Amen. Bible says, without holiness, no one can see what? God, hallelujah. So, gentlemen, learn to zip up. Eh? Uh-huh. Zip up properly. Always be well closed up. When you feel like, put hot, cold water on yourself. And then let your temperature come down. Can I have an amen? In Isaiah 52, 11, it says, Depart ye, depart ye, go out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. 
going out from the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of the Lord. Amen. Listen, my friend, run from sin. Tell somebody, run from sin. Take note of this. Anything that will not end an applause from God must never be your pursuit. Write it. Anything that does not end the applause of God, anything that does not give you the applause from God must never be your pursuit. So don't pursue things that doesn't earn applause from God. Sin is a destroyer. Those of you who are married, love your wife, submit your husband, obey your pastor, love your neighbor, keep your tongue from lies and deceits, flee from fornication. If you are going to be fruitful in your work with God, shun evil. Tell somebody, shun evil. Amen. Don't tell lies and call it political propaganda. Don't cheat and call it doing business the smart way. <clears throat> and don't sleep around and say customer care. This is not good customer care. Hallelujah. Am I teaching something here? Now, how do you develop excellence? How to develop excellence? Keys to developing excellence. Let's do it quickly. Virtue. Add your favorite virtue. Now, virtue is developed through the process of meditation. Because it proceeds from the heart. Virtue proceeds from the heart. It is developed through the process of meditation. The word meditation means to ponder over. So the word meditation. Meditation is ponder over to talk to oneself about something. And it involves an action. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter verse number 8 hey hallelujah are you learning something finally my brethren we are talking about say you develop excellence by what or virtue by number one by what through meditation someone say meditation uh -huh. and it says here Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, and they are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there's excellence in it, if there be any praise, then think on these things. That's about it. Think on these things. So, Paul told us what we should think about. What are the things we should think about? Things that are true in the light of the word of God. Things that are noble or things that are what? Honest. Things that are just. Things that are pure. Purity. Things that are what? Lovely. And things that are of what? Good report. Don't be there. No. Things that are of good report. Amen. And meditation means yielding one's mind and values to the word of God. Yielding. Biblically, meditation is to yield your mind and your values to the word of God. To yield your mind and your values to the word of God. Yielding your mind and your values to the word of God. Now, when you start meditating... The habit of meditating on the word of God starts with a commitment to, the, to love the word. You see, whatever you love, whatever you will meditate on things you love. So, your, your love for the word of God will lead you to commitment to meditate. Amen? Mm. And that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 119 verse 97, Oh, how I love your word. It is my meditation all the day. When you love a, a subject, you meditate on it. 
If you love a certain dress, sometimes you, you imagine it, you keep looking at it. What you love, you meditate on it. Hallelujah. When you love a man, you meditate on him. When you love a woman, you meditate on her. What you love. So what you love. And when you meditate, the word has... You, you get transformed through meditation. Amen. Yeah. What you, have, you meditate upon will eventually transform your life and be spoken out of your mouth. Whatever you meditate on, that is why Luke 6, 45, out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Hallelujah. Amen. So when people live immoral life, it means the person has his thoughts on, on immoral things. <laughs> Whatever your mind gets to, you are a product of what your mind is on. In fact, your dressing, your speech, your attitude, all depends on what your mind stays on. Your mind stays on. So when your mind stays on the word of God, your, 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 your lifestyle, your attitude, your language will be godly. And if your mind is also on earthly things, your dressing, your lifestyle, your behavior, your talking will also be very earthly and very ungodly. Amen. Are you learning? Eh. Psalm 19 verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So it's important to meditate on moral things. Tell somebody, meditate on moral things. So develop, to develop moral excellence, you practice, number one, setting your mind on things above. Colossians 3, 2. How do you develop this? Set your mind. Jacob, tell your friends, set your mind on things above. <laughs> he says, set your mind or your or your affection on things above and not on the things on the earth. So what is your affection on? Do it in New King James for me. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind. Set your affection, your affection, your feelings on things above and not on things on the earth. New King James, NKJ or NIV, NKJ. So set your mind on things above. So your mind is very important. Amen? And you, So listen to me. This is the way to walk. Somebody say, oh, me, I don't know. I can't move away from sin. I can't move away from this sin. It is what your mind is on. If there's a man who has proposed you, you don't like him, don't let your mind go on him. When your mind goes on him, you begin to like him. Shift your... Anytime your mind is going, yeah, delete. Delete. Because when your mind stays on something, you'll be influenced by it. Set your mind on things above and not on the things on the earth. So that's a way to move away from earthly things and earthly behavior. When you set your mind on earthly music, you see some of you, you have got serious earthly music in your cars. Yes. Yeah. And, and the music you play at some places. <laughs> Hallelujah. Set your mind. Test me to set your mind. And that's the reason why it's important also to have people whose mind, who mind heavenly things. So the language they help you to think about heavenly to think about heavenly things. It's always so thank God I had some good friends. I deliberately made certain kinds of friends. And when we meet, we start talking scripture. Reverend Anakofi, Reverend my friend in Atlanta, Reverend Usucheko and Co. When we meet, maybe we start on Colossians. Then we start book of Colossians. We quote with this one quote, this one quote, this one. When you guys start, you know why we. So next time you have to come strong. Then you can. That's how we learn. And when we meet, there's nothing about talking about funny, funny things. We are talking about things that will help to build up. I listened to this man of God, and this was one of this preaching. I read from this scripture. And those so when we meet in church, or when we, we, any time that we meet, when we meet, we are, we are talking about things that edify us. My friend, Reverend Ivasi Akun. Oh, well, any time we 
may say, man of God, man of God. And you quote some scripture, he will say something, I will say something. So anytime, by the time we leave, even if we meet for five minutes, by the time we are parting, he has added something to my life, I've added something to his life. But you meet your friends in church. After church, what do you add to your lives? When you talk on the phone, what do you add to your life? What do you add? When you go on the WhatsApp chat, what do you add to your lives? What kind of post do you post to help to edify people up? So if there are friends and there are people who they are chatting with you, does not help you to know the things of God, and after that, after they've chatted with you, you are fighting things, delete their name, chop, it's your phone. Delete their name, block their name. Me, I say block them. Block them. They will lead you to hell. Maybe you, cho- you may choose to like them, but you will see how. If you do not know, go and ask Samson. Go and ask Samson. And go and ask Joshua. When God said, deal with Gath, Gaza and Ashdod, and he didn't deal with Gath, Gaza and Ashdod, years later, look at the effects of Gath, Gaza and Ashdod. Goliath came from Gath. Jezebel came from Gaza. And Ashdod was the place that they took the presence of the Ark of the Covenant to go and try to disgrace God. Your future, what you don't deal with today, will disgrace and destroy your future. Are you listening to me? There are people, you must cut them. You, you are no more my friend. You, you are no more my, I'll I'll pray for you, but I will not let you influence me negatively. You may choose to like the human being more than God. You choose, choose that and see how your future will be like. If you have a friend who is a drunkard, you don't have to be going to that person. You cannot stop your drinking spree. If you have a friend who smokes, you can't. If you have a friend who likes boys, before you have turned into a prostitute. Do you know prostitutes attend church? Many of them. Yeah. One day, Eh? Somebody, this red zone here. Somebody came from somewhere in the East region to come and do some work. He was contracted to some work here. As he was just there trying to buy food, lo and behold, he met a sister. The sister was a chorister in their church. Dressed shepherd in the red zone dress. Yeah, doing night markets. Do you not market? They are university girls who do that. University girls, they do that. High profile prostitutes. They do it. Yeah. To, 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 listen, don't, do not try to be like your friends. You have to try to dress like them. It's no competition. I have come to realize that when we're in school, people who used to have this, they dress like that, rather, after school, the people who didn't even used to look any special, they are the ones who are succeeding. They are the ones who look more, they, they, they are more prosperous. They are, they are the ones looking more handsome and whatever. And especially those who, 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 who walk on the path of the things of God. Oh, who said God is not a rewarder? My dear brother, my dear sister, it's time to walk out to your faith virtue. I'm not out of word. And I'm out of time. Amen. Let's bow down, heads. Father, we want to thank you. Just talk to God a minute. We praise your holy name. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. God, be sincere with God and say, Lord, help me to know you and love you. The word says we should add to our faith. Faith. Add to our faith. Add to our faith. Virtue. Help me to be a virtuous person, committed person, truthful in my service unto you. One that helps to build and does not break and bind and destroy. If I have any associations that are not helpful, help me to move away from them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, 
Help me to live for you, O God. Take my life and let it be consecrated unto thee. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory sheds on our way while we do his good will. He about a virtuous woman. Oh, may the women in this church be virtuous women. We pray that the men will be men of excellence, men of quality. May we be people of integrity, people who are trustworthy. People will not be stabbing one another and destroying one another. But people who will be real with you, that our lives will reflect your praise and your glory. In Jesus' precious name, somebody say a big amen. amen.